Dressing yourself for battle is the topic for the message today. Dressing yourself. Mm -hmm. Dressing yourself for battle. I wanted to understand that there are giants in this life and those giants, you will confront them. Uh, in this church, I can guarantee you, you have either confronted a giant this past week or you are confronting one right now or you are about to confront one. But what does not destroy you leaves you strong. That which cannot destroy you leaves you stronger. The purpose of the Lord in allowing you to go through the desert or go through some, you know, valley of the shadow or go through... Trying moments is not to break you, it's to toughen you. It's to release you and to make you whatever. And therefore, there are battles in life. And today, I want to share on this wonderful message, dressing yourself for battle. Let's go to the word of God in the book of First Samuel chapter 17. And I want to read verse 38 and 39. I'll preach only from two verses and we will be blessed of the Lord. Bible says in verse 38, so Saul clothed David with his armor. He clothed David with his armor. The Bible continues to say, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. This is too much stuff for a 17-year-old boy. Or oh, a young man for that matter who is in, a, in his teens and a giant, the tallest man the Bible confesses was King Saul. He was so tall. He was a big, elderly, tall person that he is now clothing a young man with his what? Come on. With his armor. And he's putting on his head a what? An helmet of what? A bronze helmet and is giving him a coat of mail. Verse 39 and the last one the Bible says. David fastened his sword to his armor and what? Come on, let's read together. And tried to walk for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with this for I have not tested them. So what did David do? He took them off. He took them off. With one reason, I have not tested this. Father, in Jesus' name, in these few minutes, help me to speak your word with revelation, with deep insight. Let this word that is so common, that's known probably to all of us, take a new and fresh meaning by the power of your Holy Spirit and the power of revelation. Let it come. Send this word to heal, to rebuke, to correct, to counsel, to enlighten our lives as we serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to understand we have a lot of medical doctors in this church and I want you to know when they are dressed in suits and they have to go to their 
operation room or what we call the emergency room in other countries and what we call theater in Kenya uh, and in Africa. When they have to go to operate on somebody or perform surgery or surgical procedure on anybody, the doctors don't go in their suits like me. Hello? They don't go in their suits like me. Even if they have, although they have a lot of good and wonderful suits, they drop them and dress for that occasion. They dress to confront and to partake and be part of that surgical procedure or that operation as we call it in this country. They dress themselves. They cover their mouths. They put an, uh, not an helmet, yeah, one of those. They cover themselves from the head. They put on surgical what? Gloves. And because, and then they have associates or assistants that are helping them. And they too must be dressed. When people who work in the fire department are raising to go and put out fire, even if it's in Juakali or any building that is on fire in any country. The first thing they do before they start the engines is to get into their cubicles, remove, leave behind the clothes that they are wearing and do what? Or on top of them, dress to go and put out the fire. They dress. They prepare themselves. Preparation is the first thing they do and they dress themselves to confront the fire. Why? In the process of putting out the fire, if you are not dressed for fire, I tell you that with fireproof uh, proof clothes, you're going to have to burn. You will roast like maize, if not corn or liver or nyamachoma. So they secure themselves first. I want you to understand when you get into a plane, they always say, even if you are a regular flyer or a traveler by plane, they always, before the plane starts taxiing to the runaway, while it is still at the parking bay, they always have a girl or a man telling you, to follow the instructions, this, listen to these instructions carefully, and they deem, they switch off everything else, and they start telling you, you know, what to do in, the, in case of emergency. And one of the things they tell you is, should oxygen fail, oxygen masks will drop automatically above the, your head, and they tell you to pick up the oxygen mask and place it on your mouth and do the rest of it. They tell you, put it in your mouth and this is what they tell you next. They tell you, if you have children, if you are traveling with your children, they tell you, put your own mask first. In other words, dress for the operation of saving your children because in the process of saving your children, you will die for lack of oxygen. So they say dress yourself first or put the mask, oxygen mask on yourself first, then assist your children. What they are trying to tell us, all these examples I'm giving you is, you have to dress 
for where you are going. The whole idea of dressing yourself first is so that you don't die of negligence. You don't die in the process because you are not exposed to the elements. And I want you to understand and this I want you to know that in battle people dress up. They dress up even when there are riots. When there are riots in the streets the police officers don't go in their blue uniform. No, they have an helmet that is that you cannot pelt with a stone and harm his head. They also put the breastplate or they put on the bulletproof and they have, you know, knee cups and they have elbow cups and they dress themselves up so that should anybody shoot them or throw a stone at them, it does not hurt them. After the riots are done, then they remove the what? The rioting gear. That's the name it's called. They remove the rioting gear and put on the normal uniform. It is only in the church of Jesus Christ where people confront devils when they are not ready. It's only in the church of Jesus Christ where Christians try to, uh, to do things. They try to achieve great things for God when they are not prepared, when they are not ready. Give me verse 1. Oh my God. I wasn't to use this. I'm beginning to understand why the Lord gave me this word. Give me Leviticus chapter 10. Give me Leviticus chapter 10 where we were. Give me verse 1. It is only in the church where people don't prepare for their task ahead. They don't prepare for task ahead. It's only in Africa where parents who have children who have finished from four, you know, and they are supposed to go to the university, have not saved money. For, to, for college or for anything else. And now they after the results. After Matiang, Dr. Matiang has announced the results. Now they start believing God for college. And you knew all these years. Your daughter, your son is going to be in school. Now look at this. Then Nadab or Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, because their father was the priest. Each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered what? A profane fire. The other scriptures call it strange fire. They offered profane uh, fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. Verse 2. So fire went out from the Lord and did what? And devoured them and they died before the Lord. Why did these two sons of, of, uh, of Aaron, the priest, die? They were men. They were grown men. Why, why did they drop dead? Out of the four sons of Aaron, two of them decided, oh, daddy is busy. Daddy is not around. So they took what? Censors. And they decided to go and do something they were not prepared for. They were not authorized to do. And what did they do? They died. David walks into the valley of Elah where there was the battle lines drawn between the Philistines. Let's go back now to the scripture of the day. David walks into the valley of Elah where for days, 
the Philistines were camped on one side and the Israeli army was camped on the other side and David the young man walks in there and he finds that Goliath, the giant that is mocking the army of Israel and the people of God. Have you ever mocked people? Have you ever found people who mock children of God and sometimes mock your God? Tell them to write their will. Tell them to appoint somebody to write their obituary because their days are numbered. The question is when will God strike? Because when you mock God, you cast your existence. He walks in and he asks the question, what shall be given to the man who is going to kill this Philistine? And he's told all the benefits and he looks at them and he says, it is worthy the project. And the Bible says he comes in and he stands up and his brother, Joab, who was a Nami trained officer, looks at him and he says, who did you leave those few sheep with? You are a proud and arrogant young brother and I know you have come here to see the battle. He says to his brother, what have I done to you? Is there not, come on, is there not a cause? And he moves on and asks several other people. And finally, he is, the, the, the news of this young man who wants to confront this giant is brought before the king. And the king looks at him and he says, you cannot take on this giant for you are a young person. And the giant you are trying to confront has been fighting since he was as young as you are. In other words, impossible mission, or in short, mission impossible. Then David rises up and says in verse 37, he says, your servant, this this young man has been keeping his father's sheep. And when the bear and the lion comes, I take it by its beards and strike it. And this uncircumcised Philistines will be like one of those bears or one of those lions. The power of a testimony. I've already preached that. And now King Saul tells him, go in peace. And may the Lord be with you. And as David picks up the assignment to confront the giant. King Saul says, wait a minute, young man, wait a minute. He says, wait a minute, young man. Battles like this, you just don't walk in your shots. You cannot confront this giant. You need what I have. 